Hey babes, Small Business Center Smith Falls, Lanark County, Leeds, Grenville, and Owe Boss Babes have had a longtime partnership over the years that we thought, let's take it up a notch and start a new series together. I'm so excited to announce our newest Boss Babe Corner series with Small Business Center, where we chat all things business and entrepreneurship. Because getting your business started can be very challenging, but it can also be very rewarding. But let's be honest, it's a new world we're navigating and it seems lonely when you don't have the guidance or mentorship to help you along. But that's where Small Business Center comes in, offering confidential business advisory services to small business startups, as well as provide ongoing support for existing small businesses. The Small Business Advisory Center is a free business information source designed to point entrepreneurs in the right direction, whether they're just starting out or growing their business. And I'm here to chat with local Lanark County startups all about their journey into entrepreneurship and what they really face behind the scenes. Let's hear how these babes found their niche and what gave them the push to launch their biz. Are you thinking about starting a small business? Need help with questions on your existing business? Are you starting a business in the Lanark, Smith Falls, Perth, Carleton Place, or Mississippi Mills area? If so, the Small Business Advisory Center is here to support you, the entrepreneur. Getting a small business started or growing can be very challenging, but it can also be really rewarding. Their office provides confidential business advisory services to small business startups, as well as ongoing support to existing small businesses. The Small Business Advisory Center is a business information source designed to point entrepreneurs in the right direction with advice, whether they're just starting out or growing their business. The center hosts a number of webinars throughout the year on various topics, from bookkeeping, pricing, social media marketing, and more. Book a consultation today or register for a webinar by checking out their website at www.smallbizcenter.ca. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner. Today, I'm sitting down with Natasha Lackey and Sarah Noonan from Ecote Perth. Ladies, welcome to OB Boss Babes. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you guys. But Natasha, I have to kind of put the spotlight on you for a second because for the longest time, I actually thought that Ecotee Perth was run by a fempreneur. I thought it was all you behind the scenes, but it turns out that there's actually a couple more of you. Yeah. I think you said it best when, you know, the lead singer with the band, we have Sarah and Justin also. They don't really like to be out in uh, spotlight. In the spotlight, exactly. <laughs> so. Sarah's the mastermind behind all of the food on site and Justin makes everything look so beautiful and they kind of like to stay in their lane and let me be out in the public. So oftentimes, yeah, that is the misconception, but there are three of us and we certainly wouldn't run without all three of us. Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, I like to be the, the main singer of my band too, but I also love to have, you know, <laughs> all my team behind me as well. And I can be Josie from Josie and the Pussycats, but you know, let's not forget everybody else behind them too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys took over this 19th century homestead in 2021. So can you give me and my listeners a little bit of background history of Ecote and how you, your husband and Sarah, you all came on board for purchasing the business and a hundred acres of property that came along with it? Um, yeah, well, Ecote, yeah, it was, was the land was given in 1816, and we're the sixth family to own it. Um, we've actually, since purchasing, found out that there's, Justin has some family connections to, to past families who've owned it, so that's been kind of cool to realize. Um, Sarah and I grew up just around the corner, straight through the field, if you were to walk through the field, and so it was actually a family friend that owned it previous to this, um, 
And Justin and I had kind of jokingly said in 2011 when we got married, you know, we'd, that we'd love to, to do this. We both went to school for hospitality. So in 2021, when the opportunity came up to purchase it, we just couldn't say no. So here we are. Yeah, I had hopped on board just because I it, I joined it on the dream and wanted an opportunity, a place where I could uh, really start my cooking career. And it's provided a really cool opportunity there too. So I couldn't say no either. So are you guys all in fully with your business or are you guys still have part-time jobs or anything like that? Oh yeah, no, we, so Justin and I, um, we own a company called Reliable Transportation. So we've done that since 2012. So that's like our full-time thing. And Sarah also works full-time as well um, with picnic catering in Perth. So this is kind of, believe it or not, like our side Like a passion project. <laughs> yeah, this is no side job, ladies. Like you guys are working like the most, like the majority of the entire year because wedding season, it never stops. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So true. one day the dream would be that this would be the full-time thing. Um, but definitely we need to have something else going on while we build this and see where it goes. So that is the dream though. Yeah. Nobody has just one job nowadays. Not in this, uh, not in this no. economy. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So circling back now to Ecote. So when you guys first went into business, what did the property look like and how has it evolved in the past two years that you guys have owned it? A lot of prickly ash. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of weeding. <laughs> yeah. Um, building wise, things are pretty similar, like structurally, all the buildings were there. Um, the previous owner had, had put some new buildings up in the, in the kind of final years of them being there. Um, but landscape wise, I think that's probably what you would notice is the biggest thing from when we moved in till now. Yeah, definitely like small little touchers that we just tried to implement that to make the place feel, you know, more of an actual wedding venue and more special. So we even like we added string lights around all of the fencing of the property, Edison lights, and it really created this kind of magical atmosphere at night that we feel was a big addition to um, the place. So little things like that for the most part. And then of course, like you said, our, our flower beds too, and the landscaping that way has really made the place just even more beautiful than it already was. So, yeah. Now being an entrepreneur myself, I really appreciate being in the driver's seat and not having to work with anybody because I get that creative control. I get to make the decisions. I have that flexibility to be able to be on my own time, pick my own hours, choose when I want to work. Don't have to feel bad if I'm like neglecting my own deadlines. Like I don't have anybody to report to or to work with in that regard. So how do each of your collective passions work together to create unique and meaningful experiences for people through private and public events, markets, workshops, and also serving as a wedding venue without stepping on each other's toes? Yeah, I think that's that comes back to us kind of all staying a little bit in our own lane. There's a lot of things we do collaborate on for sure, um, especially when it comes time for the actual event. Um, but behind the scenes, you know, um, like I said, Sarah doing all of the food, you wouldn't want me cooking for you. That's <laughs> we leave it up to Sarah. Um, and then Justin kind of doing all the being the muscle behind all of the the heavy lifting of the place and making the buildings, everything, the yeah. renovations, the yeah, it's shocking how much time is spent fixing things. landscaping <laughs> and fixing things and just making sure that aesthetically everything looks great. Um, and then I take care of the kind of business side of things, the the HR, the PR, the coordination, working with the couples. 
um, even like for all the markets, um, I take care working of the coordination, the working with the vendors, that kind of stuff. So yeah, we all kind of have our own things that we are uniquely good at and naturally also like. I think in the beginning, we were kind of all trying to do a bit of everything and we quickly realized that each of us are, are better and just enjoy certain things. So kind of keeping... Yeah, I mean, it even goes back to like how um, Natasha does really well in, with like working with the bride and grooms or working with our vendors or, you know, being that front face, like that is a role that she's really good with. And Justin and I really do enjoy more so the behind the scenes of like helping make sure the machine's running smoothly. But uh, yeah, it definitely helps that we all like our different things. Mm hmm. Well, especially with the hundred acres to look after, like that's a, that's a big job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so events are a lot of work in general and being an event planner myself through Ottawa Valley women and business events, I understand that you really have to get creative in coming up with different events that will entice people to want to sign up and attend. So let's first talk about a couple of your recent events, including the barn dance. Totally wish I would have been there for that, but I do see that you guys have another one coming up and your weekly pizza pop-ups was, which Sarah, is that, was that your idea to do that? So yeah, we had, um, the kitchen that was at Ecote when we got it, it was really a, just for catering purposes for caterers to come in and use the space and not really actually do a lot of cooking on site. So we um, kind of decided that the route we were going to take was pizza and we purchased a pizza oven, which was built from a neighbor down the road. Uh, and yeah, we decided that, you know, as a little extra supplement each week, we would do pizza pop-ups and they've been really fun because they've kind of really allowed myself a space to be creative with my food and kind of build up my own reputation and they really have been a highlight of the summer for sure. And they've been very popular, which has been very rewarding. And then what about the barn dance? Cause that is something like that's so rural community. That's so fun. And when I see the pictures in the reels, I'm like, oh, major FOMO. Like I wish I was so much closer because it looks like such a good time. Yeah. It's funny. Cause we've had a few people come to barn dances who are visiting friends and family. And so who weren't from Canada and they're like, Oh my God, this is the most Canadian thing. I'm like it having totally a beer is. in a bar so country. to live music. Yeah. So yeah. So we've, so far we've had them all with um, bands. So live music. Um, Sarah does pizza when you first arrive, so you can get wood fired pizza. And then she switches over. There's always something good to eat. So usually she's got Fries, Fresh cut fries. Yep. All tin. that kind of food you want late at night after you've been dancing for a while. So <laughs> yeah. And then people just come and they dance. We have, it's always a dancing crowd, no matter the music. Um, we're going to test out something new on the last one. So when the, the one on October 14th is actually going to be a DJ, we had a DJ come to a wedding um, who was, you know, he kind of doing the traditional, like actually spinning and it was really cool and fun. And so we're going to do a 90s night um, with a DJ on the last one. So I think that's going to be really fun. Love it. Well, the, the nostalgia yeah. piece is really like hitting home right now, especially like with the release of the Barbie movie and everything kind of going on with like, you know, especially when we we're still hearing Aqua in the background, like that's so 90s. Yeah, yeah that's going to be so much <laughs> yeah. fun. And it just like kind of has like that element with Stag and Doe's and Jack and Jill's like, which you want an opportunity to be able to bring something like that and a barn dance. Like, like I said, yeah. like it's yeah. so country, it's so rural. I love it. I do think too that it also, one of the other reasons getting into it was our parents always talked about how they had, didn't have a place to dance anymore. 
and they just desperately missed like hall dances and like when they grew up going to these dances and that's what they would do for fun so I think you know doing the barn dances has really brought that back and they don't miss one so <laughs> yeah our parents like our parents even when we have family gatherings like they're having kitchen part dance parties yeah. so like four in the morning so <laughs> they have not missed <laughs> yeah they have not missed uh, a barn dance yet that's so fun I honestly I'm here for it now how often do you guys host events in the summer because I can imagine that Ecote is booked solid solid in the summer months especially with weddings how do I say this? Weddings book up so much earlier than everything else. So really those fill up first. And then usually like last year and this year on January 1st, we'll kind of take a look at the calendar and, and look at where can we fit in bar barn dances? We try to fit in a barn dance. This year we did five, which was kind of nice, almost, yeah. almost monthly, um, which was nice. And markets, um, we try to do those seasonally. So we did four this year. Next year, it's looking like we'll do a summer, a fall, and then the Christmas one. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see about pizza nights again. Yeah. They were really popular. So probably try to do those weekly again. So owning a place that also happens to be a venue is a huge undertaking. And although it can be rewarding, it also can come with its sets of challenges. So ladies, what are some behind the scenes secrets that you can share about what it's like owning a wedding venue and all the work that goes along with it? You know, we think we had somewhat of an idea going in because we'd all been working in the event industry or the service industry in some capacity um, for most of our lives. But yeah, it was definitely, there's definitely a lot more physical labor in some aspects than we may have uh, bargained for at times. Yeah. You know, <laughs> lots of weeding, cutting the grass, never ends, that kind of thing. So a lot of moving things too. Yeah. We didn't realize, I guess, because we... Really, we're not you know we don't do really any cookie cutter weddings so to speak so like every couple comes in and we kind of show them the space and say you know this is what works well here but it's up for interpretation so you know last weekend one couple wants their cocktail at a certain spot or the table set up a certain way and the next weekend it's totally different so lugging around giant eight foot harvest tables and that we, that we built yeah that was we were like we couldn't find anything we wanted so we we're like well we'll just build what we want yeah yeah so yeah we build the benches the tables so yeah we're learning lots of new skills too you know <laughs> if you um if you can't find what you want we've just decided that we'll just make it and yeah so we've been really fortunate too because we have like all, all of our parents also bring their own skill set and our families so you know carpentry in the family and farming and different things like that that has has really helped us in terms of, you know, they say like it takes a village and we really lean on our village a lot. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I love especially that. Especially in that first year. Yeah. Especially of... the first year. It was, it was basically only family who was working for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies, let's get into that a little bit more because it's one thing to, you know, say that things are going great and we've, we've got this, we've got things under control, but let's go back to those early days when you didn't really know what you were doing. Like, what are some shocking revelations or, or out of control things that might've happened that you guys were just not expecting? Um, I've stopped, I, I would say like the weather, but yeah, trying to kind of pivot and make sure that we could still offer what we were envisioning regardless of what the weather is. Yeah, just really definitely being open for adaptation and like being able to adapt in any situation. And I think that kind of also helped that we built up like we were talking about slowly and yeah. we continue to build at a pace we feel is reasonable. You know, even the first year we owned it, we didn't do any weddings. Um, we only did markets 
just to try and get our name out there. So uh, I think small growth and steady growth is kind of how we've been able to manage so far. So I think you said it well too, when you said like adaptation, because there's so many things where it only happens once or like where I'll come into the pig barn and be like, okay, so this is happening. Um, I think we should do this. What do you guys think? Is that going to be the best move? Like, yeah. okay, let's go make it happen. A lot uh, of relying on each other to bounce ideas back and forth of how, what's going to be the best action moving forward Yeah. in any kind of circumstance that might come up. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about like any kind of family drama or like a bride running off or a groomsman getting lost or something out in the field? Like, cause I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I've been at weddings. I've been at weddings where that has happened where somebody has had too much to drink. I mean, I remember like, yeah, anyways, I can get really into it for my own stories <laughs> of weddings that I've been to because they don't like, especially when alcohol is involved, like it's unpredictable with scenarios that might happen that you'd never dream up of. Yeah. I was just saying to someone on, on this weekend, we have a golf cart because it is a big property. And also sometimes, even though our whole property is accessible, sometimes um, there will be people with mobility issues. So it's really easy to just zip out to the parking lot and pick them up on the golf cart and bring them in. Um, and so we always had the keys in the golf cart. And then one wedding we looked out and there's just like three groomsmen with their ties on their head, shirts <laughs> off, like ripping across the field on the golf cart. And we're like, okay. okay. So now the keys go away because <laughs> people take, that's, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want to take a joy ride on a golf cart mid wedding? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Definitely some learning things. I think too, like you said, with the fields, um, kind of my role during during weddings is just to oversee everything and and make sure that you know staff is good but also guests are good and kind of we we take a walk through or I take a walk through the the parking lot in the fields pretty regularly just kind of doing laps making sure that people are you know staying where they should be and you're right nobody's taking a a trail hike through, through the fields yeah. <laughs> yeah all that's coming to mind right now is like with the flashlight and like that trending reel sound with the loon calling out whoop like if anybody yeah. Yeah. Like, are you out there? Yeah, is yeah. anybody out there? Everyone's good. Everyone's yeah. accounted for. I know, because that's yeah. the last thing that the, the bride and groom want to be worrying about is like any missing party guests <laughs> wandering and off. And that's definitely something that we really try and pride ourselves in of like, you know, really not bothering the bride and groom on their mm -hmm. day, you know, making sure that they're as relaxed as possible and that they aren't worrying about their guests and that they're just enjoying their time. So yeah. The last thing that they want to be worried about is any kind of drama and stress going on. Cause yeah, it's, it's yeah. not fun. Been there, done that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the local maker and creator Sunday markets that Ecote holds and why you guys wanted to include markets in addition to providing a venue space for weddings and other events. Yeah. I think that when we first moved in, like we moved in um, Canada day of 2021. So kind of already mid wedding season, so to speak. Um, so we didn't really feel that if we open it up for people booking that we would get anything being that late into the year. And so markets were kind of something that we thought, hey, this will get people out to the property. Meet we, us. Love them. we love markets in general, something we enjoyed going and doing. So yeah. that also helped. We kind of had an idea of what we wanted our markets to look like. And we started small, like our markets didn't start out crazy. No, it was started, like you said, like 15 vendors. Um, and it was just, yeah, an opportunity for people to come and see the property. And it's very much more like a, like an old school market of makers and 
um, then we've kind of evolved since getting licensed where you can have a drink as you go around and shop and we provide food on site and it was just I think it's for I speaking myself at least it's definitely one of my favorite things we do there um, it feels very unlike anything else we do and you know having live music at them too always makes it extra special so yeah and I think like when the idea really first came up we too like Sunday is a family day for us and like we grew up just on the road next and that's where our grandma's house was and all of you know not all but many of the siblings yeah. live down the road so Sundays were like everybody gets together for dinner and we play cards and games and everybody hangs out so when we bought the property we naturally those first couple of weeks like all of our family just came up anyways and we're hanging out on Sundays at our spot and so we we're like why wouldn't we open this up to more people and yeah and so that's how it kind of started yeah it's really fun to talking about that because you know a prime example of that is our as our Thanksgiving market like the, our harvest market that's right on Thanksgiving weekend it's actually been a spot where a lot of other families have been like oh let's meet at the Sunday market oh. um you know we're all in town it's kind of has been a really cool thing to see other families take advantage of that and use it as a place to come together. And when we first started to, we, re we reached out to um, Aruma, so Bobby and Haley, because their, their market was really cool. And we were like, okay, if we're going to do markets, we need to reach out to them. So like the yeah. four of us went for, for drinks at Mexi's one night and they kind of gave us the inside scoop about what markets really entail and like the nitty gritty behind it all. And so that was really helpful to get us kind of the ball rolling, especially with having vendors um, they referred us to vendors. So vendors who trusted them because yeah, the first couple of markets, we'd have like a hundred people come. And so we, it really was vendors who were taking a chance on coming out and kind of sticking with us, even though we were brand new and didn't have that many people coming out. And it quickly grew like. By the, by the end of that season, we had our Christmas market and it would, it blew us out of like, we had, couldn't have ever expected anything like it. Yeah. I think we had like close to close to 3,000 yeah, people, come, 3, through, people come through uh, that day. So we went from starting with like 100 people coming through to the end of the season, having this giant Christmas market that was just wild. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate hearing about this partnership though with uh, with Bobby and Haley, especially because like knowledge sharing is so powerful and, and the like-minded community networking piece is so crucial, especially when you're starting this up on your own because like markets are like, there's so much work. And so being able to kind of like pick their brains, like pick um, Bobby and and um, and Haley's brains about that specifically, I think is just so valuable. And that was so nice that they that they offered their time to do that with you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. They're so great, and they they're so great too because they they still come out to our markets and yeah. support they're us. They're a pizza ago. night not long ago. Yeah, they're just they're awesome. So. Now, ladies, you guys are very smart entrepreneurs, and I know that going into business, there are so many questions that you have. You're looking for those resources. Again, we were kind of talking about the networking and connections piece, which is always crucial, but there are organizations like Small Business Center who actually put your name forward for me to feature you guys on our, on our Boss Babe Corner series. So ladies, tell me about your connection with Small Business Center and what have you guys all taken away from their, from their organization? Yeah, when we first started looking at making this you know, kind of a, a real business when we first moved in, I reached out to Cindy at the Small Business Center um, and she was really helpful in terms of um, setting up. We, we use their kind of legal resources so that we could make sure we're getting things like our shareholder agreement and lease agreements stuff. and all of that stuff mm -hmm. that 
you know, we're, was really none of our, our strengths or knowledge. So um, making sure we had that resource. Yeah, just honestly, nice knowing that there was, they were always there to lean on in terms of our questions that we'd have and not mm-hmm. having to search for it ourselves necessarily. And it's just all being in one central location. And yeah, everyone there has been so great um, and supportive. Yeah. So. And to the webinars, I did a oh, lot yeah. of the webinars right at the beginning um, on a few topics that I wasn't really versed in. And so that was that was helpful to be able to do those from home and have access to, to uh, that big list of of knowledge. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you guys touched on this, especially because I'm constantly talking about the Starter Company Plus program, but this is a great opportunity to be able to plug all the great workshops and seminars and events that they're hosting. And like you were saying, Natasha, a lot of them are virtual, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. just to kind of plug them a little bit right now, they've got some great upcoming webinars, including free apps and tools for your business, how to leverage AI for your business. I'm doing this all the time. There are so many ways to simplify things with AI, although it's taking over the world slowly but surely. I'm going to be replaced. Effortless social media. So crafting posts in just an hour, again, with AI. Um, How to grow your email list with AI in under 30 minutes. Oh my goodness, there's so much AI stuff. AI blog writing for beginners. CRA webinars. Oh yes, the CRA. Love them so much. Yeah, well, you know what? It's better to be on top of the game. And so you guys can check that out at Small Biz Center. That's smallbizcenter.ca. And uh, and yeah, get in touch with Cindy James and she'll, she'll hook you guys up. Anyways, ladies, as we're closing in on our conversation, I do have one final question to ask you guys. And if you guys are listeners of the podcast, you'll know this question is coming. But who is one local boss babe that inspires you both that you think everyone should know about? We all, we kind of picked our own each because we kind of, you know, I definitely, my person that I definitely look for, look to and lean on is my boss, Jordan Kenny uh, from Picnic Cafe. She is amazing. She's been such an awesome support for me and helping me grow in my cooking skills and just providing extra support when I need it and being flexible in terms of when I'm actually working there and allowing me to, you know, do this passion project and still be able to work at the same time. So yeah, that's, that's who my, uh, my boss babe is for sure. Love it. Oh, all the love to Jordan. I haven't talked to her in so long. So that's I, <laughs> what a small world, eh? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And um, the person I I kind of look to as well is Rashka Berrigan, who opened a new shop in Perth called Lita. Um, I am like a huge thrifter. I love buying secondhand um, clothing. I think it's amazing. And I always usually go to the cities to find that. And now she's opened a shop in Perth, so it's like curated um, secondhand. And then she's got some new stuff in there as well. Um, But just as a person, I think she's, you know, really passionate about what she does. And she kind of does things um, her own way, her own way, which I really, (laughs) yeah, she like really goes to her own drum. And I really appreciate that. And sometimes, you know, I even myself get stuck in thinking like, oh, I want to do this, but okay, maybe that's not going to go over so well. And sometimes I need a reminder and she's a good reminder of that, that like, you know, this is your business. And if you think, if you're passionate about something, you should do it. And if people enjoy it, they'll come to you. And, and yeah, I think that she's a, a great reminder of that, that you can do things your own way and still be successful. So true. Such good business advice. But let's plug her one more time, sorry, because I, I I do love a good thrifty find. So what's her business called again? It's called Lita. 
It's her Lita. middle name. Yeah, Lita. And it's right downtown Perth on Foster Street, like um, across from the Scotia Bank. Okay, I'm going to have to give her there, a follow too. Yeah. yeah. So cute. Ladies, tell everybody where they can follow you guys on the socials if you're accepting more wedding dates for 2024. Oh, no, you are, you said, because you've got yep. five more. Got five, five left, more. right? Yeah, five dates. Okay, perfect. And anything else you want to promote and plug? Uh, yeah, so in terms of upcoming events, we have the Sunday Harvest Market, which is on the Sunday of the Thanksgiving weekend, which is October 8th. Um, we've got 50 vendors there. Um, we have actually one of our own staff, Elizabeth Hodgins, will be playing. And then John Dorsch Music is playing in the afternoon. Um, and then our last barn dance, which is also our last, uh, I guess, event. big event. Big event. Um, our, oh, sorry. Should I guess should should event. Event. Consecutive yeah. event? Yeah. Is a, is the barn dance on regular October season event? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because then we take a break and um, we have our Christmas market on Sunday, November twelfth, which is our final event. And that season. is our final event. Yeah, exactly. And Santa will be there. <laughs> Amazing. So it's a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves a Christmas market, and yeah. we feel that we do a pretty good one. So yeah, <laughs> we're on Instagram and Facebook as Eco Day Perth, and. I keep up with the emails all winter for people who are kind of looking. We still do property tours pretty much till the snow, snow flies, blocks yeah. us in and then starts up when the snow melts again in the spring. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm, I'm still <laughs> not over summer. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much again for being a part of OB Boss Babes podcast. I appreciate it. And it was so nice to finally like put faces to your business as well. Yeah. Thank you for having thank us. You. We were really excited when you reached out. Oh, yeah, amazing. it was a lot of fun. Our university, um, Kate, she is a university student that's worked with us last year and this year. She's gone back, but she still does like our emails and stuff. And she messaged me. She's like, oh my God, did you see? Oh, I don't know. Boss babes want to interview you. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen yet. So she was pretty excited. She's in Guelph. And uh, yeah, she wants to know how how it all goes when we get done. (laughs) Well, what did you guys think? Perfect. Easy, right? Yeah. (laughs) A lot less nerve wracking than I was expecting. Yeah. Well, babes, thank you so much for being a part of OB Boss Babes podcast spinoff series, Boss Babe Corner. We publish new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can find out who our next Boss Babe is going to be on the socials at OB Boss Babes on Facebook and on Instagram. We'll be back again on Monday, so be sure to stay tuned and follow along on Friday to see who the next Boss Babe will be. 